0: Welcome to Tramlines, a podcast from Agri. I'm your host, Tony Smith, putting your questions to the experts. Today, we are talking to farmer Tom Martin, well-known farmer and influencer farming near Peterborough, and Neil Harper, agronomist with Agri. Regen, what is the reality check that we need to honestly answer to be able to learn from and go forward? Today, we're going to look at some of the critical areas in crop production to find that right balance. Uh, Tom, if I can come to you first, you know, what are the, the key issues, the challenges that are facing farmers with regards to regenerative agriculture?
1: It, you know, it's, it's quite a, a tough question. I think for a long time we've been used to um, almost a relatively formulaic way of farming. Um, and, uh, you know, when we look at our, our RB209, when we look at our uh, general prescriptions, we're it, it's actually very comfortable, and I've certainly felt this. Um, when we move to a regenerative uh, method of farming, um, there's a lot more thought and consideration, balance. Uh, it isn't. It isn't a. Uh, you know, it isn't quite so prescriptive. Uh, and so for me, I found myself learning more than I've ever learnt, uh, and thinking more than I've ever thought. Not that I didn't think before, but it's certainly. Uh, um, it's not a cut and dry, uh, simple method of farming. So I think regenerative is a, is a is a lot more. There's a lot more thinking to be done. and A lot more, therefore, um, pressure on us as
0: decision makers. And Tom, tell us more about those pressures.
1: I think uh, apart from the kind of obvious pressure of what everyone else thinks, uh, which is always seems to be a pressure in farming that that, that shouldn't and and to extent does, doesn't exist. Um, it, it's it's the fact that we're trying to balance a, a real toolbox of options. Uh, you know, of course, in conventional farming we're doing that as well. But but when we're looking regeneratively, we're working with our with our five pillars, um, uh, and you know, and we're. We're really, I think, working more broadly is probably the way to put it. Um, it's it's quite some, it's something. It's quite difficult to explain. And when we look at the big companies at the moment looking to get involved, there's a, a story about Nestle. You know, they're going to need to to define it. Whereas these these are five guidelines. They're not five black and white um you know requirements rules regulations it's a it, it's a it's a it's a system of guidelines uh, and with the sixth pillar the final pillar being um being context how does it work on your farm in your field in that situation at that time and that's what makes makes things um more challenging but more exciting i think
0: yeah sure and could you just quickly share those those pillars for us just to have that context to what you're referring to
1: I certainly can do, although I was caught out the other day and only managed to name four of them. So let's see if I do better than that. Number one is reduce tillage. Uh, Number two is bring in biodiversity. Uh, Number three is to have living roots in the ground as much as possible. Number four uh, is to protect your soil or have soil armour. And number five is to incorporate livestock. And if there's a sixth pillar, that's the one I mentioned, which is to get the context right, applying the first five in the context of your farm, your
0: situation. Yeah, thank you, Tom. Uh, and Neil, coming to you as an agronomist, what what do you see as the key challenges that are facing farmers right now as they look to regen?
2: I think I think that like everything. Everyone's looking at the regen thing, but we all need to be profitable still in this 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 way of farming. Um, it, it's great to think that we can suddenly change our practices, and we are going to get these great results. And I'm personally, there's lots of hiccups along the way. As we say, the volatility in markets at the moment is, is a challenge. We've seen the fertilizer prices go high, grain prices down, uh, the, the challenge with farming, maybe I look at this, we never quite know what our product we're growing is gonna be worth at the end of the day. So we're making decisions 12, six, eight months, 18 months in advance of what we're trying to do. And, and Mother Nature has a biggest way of um, of making the job more challenging as well. So in the regenerative thing, there's lots more, you know, a lot of variable. And that's not just regenerative farming. That's all farming businesses from livestock to fruit, uh, you know, the soft fruit market, whatever market you're looking at, the challenges are, are widespread across this at the moment. So making decisions, a bit like Tom said, it's it's a lot of planning, a lot of, thinking there's a lot more of this is involved now than just um uh, off the cuff but we like with every farming we wake up in the morning and there's always another challenge or something's thrown at it so we have to be very reactive as well so getting that balance of any regenerative farm is good i think the mindset another thing as we were speaking about we all are wearing a little bit of maybe what our neighbor's thinking we're driving along the main road i think we serials and other events going the biggest comments i've just been up this motorway and that field looks good and that field you know it's it's a perception as well so we're um yeah we're very open with what we do and what we see and that's can be a little bit of the challenge with our with our mind always plays that plays a big part of this job as well
0: and within that discussion, establishment plays a central part, doesn't it? Uh Tom, what are your views on uh, establishment of crops and the discussion that's going on at the moment?
1: Well, I, I almost think this that it's the it's a it's a real bear trap of a, of a of a point. Um uh, and that's because it's the it's the it's the one thing that we kind of really grasp straight away. Okay, we're reducing our tillage or we're we're eliminating tillage in, in, in many cases. Uh, and I think that's where that's where we get to talking about mindset is so important. You know, if we look at regenerative farming as just getting rid of the plow, um, then, you know, then then we risk doing that for a couple of years and then thinking it doesn't work on my farm, uh, which is always a deadly phrase that I often hear, you know, that won't work on my land or it doesn't work on my land. Um, but actually, it's about it's about the ecosystem, it's about everything working in together. So it's not just about selling the plow and therefore I'm a, I'm a regenerative farmer. But but that is I mean, that's the. That's the first pillar, but it's not the one, the only one you do, and it's not even the first one necessarily you, you, you might do. So I think sometimes that can be a bit of a red herring to, to get caught up uh, with just thinking about reducing or eliminating tillage.
0: Yeah, sure. And Neil, does the plough have a place?
2: Still needed in the right situation. I mean, I I think, like what Tom said, I think I have the biggest challenge that people think I buy a direct drill and now I'm a regenerative farmer. So I've I bought a disc or I bought a time, you know, whatever I'm at, and now I'm regen farming. Now, if your if your land and your soils are not set up, you're gonna fall on your face very quickly and cost you a lot of money, as we spoke about. So knowing where your structure is, and I think we've sp- you spoke about um, assessing your soils, we spoke about weed burdens. I think this year's definitely, you're driving around and there is ryegrass, brome, there's black grass out there. These are all weeds that are, are more challenging. And, and as, as farmers, we, you know, and, and advisors, a lot of what we use to try and do it, the cultural controls, and then moving to the chemical, the chemicals, aren't as good as they ever used to be. And we shouldn't be relying on them as our our port of call to get us out of trouble. So bringing different cultivation practices in, using cover crops and having that reset, being brave enough to say, I need to start from a good place. If you start from a good place and move forward, I think a terminology a colleague of mine, the the right to direct drill is probably a good phrase for this. So getting your soils in the heart, resetting, understanding your weed burden your oppression, understanding your rotations, and also understanding that occasionally mother nature does something that, that puts us under more pressure and we have to be flexible to get the best out of these systems. It's not a failure i don't think if you have to revert back and move a bit more soil potentially have to put a plow in occasionally you're doing what's right but then in a mindset how can i reduce the harm or the damage it's causing you know it's if you have to revert to something different to a plow or change something how can i make it less can i use a green manure can i you know is it the right thing can i use a cover crop the right time of year to do it I think that's the other factor to bring into this to try and work out you're not being naughty but what can I do to reduce the what I feel might be the wrong thing to do but make it less harmful
1: you know if I could add to that as well I mean I've had a lovely old neighbour who says the best thing you can do for a crop is grow a really good crop the year before uh, and that to me says you know when particularly when you're looking at, at moving in a regenerative direction is it, it, it start with a good field don't start with your worst field um because if you know if you've got a terrible field that's baked out and uh, you know or, or wet waterlogged or whatever it might be then just dispensing with the plow is not is not going to solve your problems uh you know one time in conventional farming we just thought about growing a plant and actually with regenerative you're thinking about growing the ecosystem so the worst field is not going to be suddenly become your best regenerative field.
0: So Tom, from your experiences, where is the best place to start regen as an approach on your farm?
1: You know, we we talk about the top six inches, and often people think that that means the soil, but it, it it's more as um, Sir Clive Woodward used to talk about in the uh, two thousand three Rugby World Cup campaign. It's it's our brains, it's our it's our minds. Uh, and that's what we need to change. Uh, that's the six inches we need to change before we we, we even think about our, our, our soils is 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 trying to understand what's going on. How can we make a difference uh, and what might we do? Uh, and our first step might be bringing in a local contractor who's got slightly different machinery. But that, again, that's a that's a kind of formulaic way of thinking. Uh, it might be green manures. It, it might be about building up our soil organic matter. It might be about um, bringing in livestock. to to graze cover crops in the wintertime it doesn't necessarily need to be that that um, first and most formulaic um, reducing of of tillage it might be it might be bringing in more biodiversity increasing the number of crops in our rotation or using companion cropping Um, that's probably a a, a lower risk Um, but but you know potentially still very very high impact uh, way of just kind of moving into regenerative farming but but really it comes back to the mindset and i think we need to understand uh, and be convinced of a of a certain way of farming and then pursue it.
0: To discover more around the principles around regenerative farming, visit agri.co.uk forward slash green horizons or find the link in the bio to access Insight Report 1, Improving Soil Resilience, which is the first of five Insight Reports. So Neil, following on from Tom's comments as to the best place to start, looking and trying out regenerative farming
2: on your farm, what are your thoughts? I think I think Tom um, hit the nail on the head is, is choosing the right field, the one that you're going to go. If you've got the lower pouring field or one that's going to be not productive in the first place, if you're moving into this scenario, that's probably the one that will come around and bite you the first at the end of this. The, the other risk, I think, is you have to sit down as a, as a, as a farmer. It's the mindset of... What are we trying to achieve? Where is our output on this? Are we looking at reducing our tillages? Is that something going shallow from it? Do I want to start looking at cover crops and why and where and when? Is it to help with structure? If if you want to hold structure, catching nutrients, returning, helping with the next crop or as a, a forage feed or a, a feed because you want to start some grazing over winter. I, I've probably got a few farmers that'll be listening, going, I don't want a sheep back on my farm if I chase them round on Christmas day. I mean, you've got to understand some of the pitfalls, You've got to communicate with other farmers on this. There's a lot of people have tried and done this. And we're all we're not sometimes so good as individuals to saying what we've done wrong because we don't want to put our hands up and say we've had a failure and I've got it wrong. But learning from our failures and discussing with other groups of farmers on this, and, and other advisors that have worked with farmers is a great way of maybe mitigating some of the pitfalls fulling wearers so being honest with ourselves what's failed and go and and looking at other people's farms as me individually and a group of farmers I go with we probably learn more doing that and, and learn from our, our own mistakes and being honest with each other has helped with these these pitfalls. So using, using others' knowledge and others' failures and being honest about what we, what we think of it. and not always saying that it's a magic answer being a regenerative farmer, because it is a definitely a, a way to be heading to fall, but it, there is some other pitfalls like normal farming, but we can all starting to learn from these as we move forwards.
0: So cover crops is a, is a key element uh, of regen farming. Tom, how have you got on with cover crops?
1: My experience of cover crops is, uh, same as my experience of everything, is, is varied. Uh, and, uh, and, and, I, and, and I completely agree with Neil. I, I learn more from the things I've got wrong than the things I've got right. And, uh, and I think that's just,
0: just, just so, so important. And Neil, with regards to regen farming, how do you see cover crops?
2: I think the, the word uh, crops very keen at the end. These are a crop that you're you're growing for a purpose. A uh, little bit of a habit, I suppose, early early doors was you just put it in and walk away from it and, and it would do its job. Well, actually, this is a crop and we're growing for a purpose. So we have to understand some of the principles. It needs to go in whatever way we're going to establish it. If you're spreading it on or if you're drilling it, it needs to have a zone to drill into. and and establish the weather you know there's no point in putting it in if it's gonna gonna fail Uh, I think probably learned a bit more about some species I I can probably number of stories of drilling a lovely thick cover crop best thing ever and then it not going through the drill afterwards you know the wrong component in it you suddenly learn the the percentages Um, are you trying it too thick or too thin to compete with each other so to learn from this. And and root structure, different root structures, we all know in the rose, and in the soil, we want a multiple of few different roots to do something. But target it, your tried areas, why you want to cover crop, blanking in your whole farm, you know the fields have got bigger hedgerows did come out in the past and soil variants have changed across fields so fields perform different but sometimes a blanket approach across a whole farm a whole field is not the right thing on a cover crop try and get it in the areas that are going to give you the results you want
1: and to, just to add to that Neil, i think the that kind of very first question is is why are we even doing it you know i always say just start off with don't bother like don't bother putting a cover crop in because if you just want to put it in because you think you should then 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 don't bother but if you're thinking well i need to address my carbon nitrogen balance or i really need to um penetrate that um that that panel or you know improve that rooting zone or retain nutrients or you know grow something that my sheep might want to eat you know it, it, you've got to start off by thinking what why am i why am i even bothering to do this uh, and how can i direct what i'm doing to be most uh you know most efficient in terms of finances but also in terms of my outcome
0: and looking forward at the goal that we're we're aiming for, uh, Tom, is that a reality that is achievable? Better farm profitability, better environmental sustainability.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can. I think I, I, on our farm we see three things. So we've we've not seen a financial dip, but I think that comes from from embracing everything in in a kind of more more broad fashion. Environmentally, absolutely, you know, we, we've seen we've seen a big difference. And 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 my father loves to talk about how pleasure how pleasurable it is to walk across the fields now um and that's you know that's something that we that we we, that we very much see but really the thing which which i suppose um is immediately tangible is that we're not only are we you know we're we're not losing money in, in the net but actually we're spending
2: less
0: as well and neil what's getting in the way of success
2: yeah i think i think the biggest thing is you you come up these great ideas and you want to move forward as we said like bringing livestock, lower disturbance, or, or night drilling, but it's having that time to sit down, to, to understand what you're doing with someone that's either seen it or, or what it, I'm trying to think outside the box of what the negatives could be and how to reduce that risk from it. So spending the time to think about. This is the direction I'm going, what things could be a pitfall, am I going to have a a failure because of my my soil type's not going to allow me maybe to completely direct drill and I need to move a bit, dealing with residues, dealing with cover crops, remembering what the negatives can be, what possibly could work, could go wrong, and how you can um, mitigate some of these things moving forwards.
0: And Tom, does that sound like a good recipe for success? Yeah, I think with the caveat that,
1: you know, that that top six-inch caveat, you've, you've, provided you've thought about it, provided you've planned, provided you're aware of those mistakes and everything that, that, that Neil said, provided you've done those things, yeah, just go for it. Just get on with it and share and talk to people, listen,
2: learn. And Neil, what would be your top tip for listeners today? I think my top tip would be talk to others. Don't be frightened to ask advice from other people. Farming can be an isolating part, part job at the best of times. We work on our own, but go out there, talk to others, learn from others, and and don't be frightened to have a go at something. The same as Tom, just have a go at it, understand it, start off small and work like any business. You know, you don't jump into any business or an investment without doing a bit of research and a bit of a bit of understanding what you're trying to do, but. Don't be frightened to have a go, but don't be scared of making a failure and learning from it, because we only learn by our mistakes.
0: And Tom, what would be your top tip to those listening today? Well, I
1: I agree with everything uh, Neil said, you know, be aware of your pitfalls. I think you've got to set yourself up to succeed. Um, And that comes back to that. Don't use the uh, worst field, you know, use the best field. I think we we absolutely need to be lifelong students. Uh, which we are as farmers and, and learn from our mistakes and share with other people as well. That networking is really important. Set yourself up to succeed. Be aware of the pitfalls, learn from your mistakes, but get on with it.
0: Well, thank you, Tom and Neil, for a touch of reality and your great advice when it comes to moving towards regenerative farming. That's it for this podcast, but do tune in again as we meet the experts throughout the season, exploring the many immediate and longer-term questions for growers and farmers in the UK. If you have any questions you'd like us to ask the experts, email info at agri.co.uk. See you next time.